0: We would like to say a special thank you to First Lutheran Church in Britain, South Dakota for sponsoring this week's episode.
1: Then, and John's arrested, so all that previous stuff about the law and the prophets and he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. John's taken off the scene, so no longer do we have a prophet here telling us what's going to happen now after John had been arrested. So it's like, here it is. Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First,
0: the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. In this week's episode, Kiri Cole and I welcome Dr. Chris Krogan back to the podcast to break down Jesus' first sermon in the rapid gospel of Mark. In five short words, Jesus fulfills the Old Testament and ushers in the kingdom of God. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. That's Jesus' first sermon. We ask Dr. Krogan, what does it mean the time is fulfilled? What is the kingdom of God, and how can it be near when heaven is a place we go and we die? How can we repent and believe? Do we even have the power to do that? And what is the good news? In the end, Dr. Krogan focuses on the word net when Jesus calls Simon and Andrew. Unlike using bait, you're not enticing someone with a net. To be Jesus' disciple means you don't choose to follow him. You're captured in his net. One more thing before we get to this week's conversation. You're going to hear another new voice in this week's episode, and the episodes in January. I'm happy to introduce Cole Snyder to the Luther House community. Cole has listened to nearly every episode of Scripture First, and we're excited to welcome him into our conversations to ask the questions the listeners of this podcast have. His insights and commentary are excellent, and we're excited for you to get to know him in the coming weeks. Let's get to this week's conversation. But first, here's Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have Dr. Chris Krogan across the table. Thanks for being here, Dr. Krogan. Here. But most importantly, once again, we, have we haven't scared no, away the one and only Cole Snyder. Thanks for being back. I'm back. He's Not back here. Nice to
2: see you again, Cole.
1: You survived the Sarah episode, like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. It yeah she's really yeah, she, yeah she's she's fierce. Uh, yeah, she
3: yeah. Is. I won't I won't say unscathed, but we made it we made <laughs> right. it reprimanded. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so before we dive in, um you're I know Mason um, last week did a little bit of a bio about you um before we started recording, but you're a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Can you just dive a little bit in? Why did you choose? Why does my back hurt?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar kidding, question. That, was, that wasn't
1: your question? <laughs> that that okay. was carrying around a new, a new baby all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> That's true. You know. Oh, my goodness. Mason. <laughs> um, now I lost my question, Mason. Oh, no. Thank you. Right. No, it's okay. I'll find it. Um, what made you decide you wanted to do chiropractic work?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a funny question. It's a, a long story short um, – my, give us the 50-minute version. Back we hurting. don't need this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one can no, fix um, it. <laughs> it's funny because I've been asked that a lot. And mm-hmm. so when I go back, um, it goes back to the fifth grade. And mm-hmm. my dad was actually my fifth grade teacher, um, which was super cool. But we had an assignment where we had to answer questions. And one of the things was, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, and I, had, I wrote down a chiropractor. Um, it, and up to that point... I had never seen a chiropractor. I had no family lineage of chiropractors. And so my dad actually pulled me up and said, Wait, where does this come from? How did you get to this? And I don't even know how I knew how to spell it. Um, but I, I have no recollection of this is why or personal experience, which is strange. So I, I chalk it up to simply it was the, a calling that was placed on my heart at some point when I was in the fifth grade. amongst When you were 10 things. years and, old. And that's that was really the only thing that, that I, I ever pursued. And it's just turned into what it's become that's so that's crazy yeah and that's that's what I remember
1: I think he's giving a segue to the text because you know <laughs> being called not deciding it <laughs>
2: Hey, that's true. What
1: do you know, Kiri? I know what I'm talking about. You really are a natural,
2: Cole. I don't even need to ask about context or anything. He just did it all for us. John was
0: was arrested. Cole was called to be a. I don't know what
3: version that one is in, but. (laughs)
2: That's great. Yep. Okay. Well, okay. Before we segue, though, that's. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I didn't know anything about that.
3: Yeah, I I didn't either. I did just you ever did.
2: waver from that though, growing mm-hmm. up, or did
3: no? It just No, That's, that's kind of what. That's just kind of what. No choice and in the matter. Good I segue
0: just, again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <Jeez>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Chris is getting really jealous that I'm still talking to you. So, croken. <laughs> let's talk about the text. Yeah, really. What do you know? This is about <laughs>
1: Jesus. Huh?
2: So, um, apparently, we have no choice in our lives. Let's yeah. dive into let's this week's text. figure this one out. <laughs> yeah. So, now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming, the good news of God,
1: right? Which you have no free will. What a good news! Huh? <laughs> this is just the best day <laughs> this ever. Is be good. Let's just start with Wrap the word the now. There, yep. <laughs>
3: everybody
1: else is shut off. they are like, okay, I'm not listening to that one. Let's start with the word now, because Mark is notorious for being a very quick uh, in his narrative. He doesn't mess around. Doesn't do long introductions and stuff. He just hits, hits it now immediately. The next day. So he's not really worried about time. He's worried about getting you through the the story. In fact, if you read the whole Gospel Mark um, and just read it from cover to cover, you can do it in about two and a half hours. So it's one of those real quick reads. But now is a key word here because you have to say now from what. Mm -hmm. And so let's just start there. What Jesus had just left the wilderness where he'd been tempted by Satan, and why is that important? Because. What was promised in the Old Testament in Genesis 3? Jesus had victory over Satan in the wilderness. I have come to crush the serpent's head. Hmm. So now, after he's actually beat Satan at that Mm -hmm. game, then, and John's arrested, so all that previous stuff, about the law and the prophets and he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. John's taken off the scene, so no longer do we have a prophet here telling us what's going to happen. Now, after John had been arrested, so it's like, here it is. Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. So all the law and prophets has been fulfilled. The promise that Christ would be sent to crush the serpent's head, boom, it happened in the wilderness. And Mark's very clean about it. It's, it's not a very long story. Yeah, he only uses five words to, to yeah. move you along from Old Testament to here we go. Exactly, because yeah. even the narrative about what's happening in the wilderness with it, Satan being tempted, that's very short in Mark. He's not focusing on what the story. Luke does a lot more. Matthew does stuff with that. Mark's just like, right now, good news, let's deal with it. So when you say crush
0: the head of the serpent, is that what that's you're what referring Genesis, to? Is, he,
1: is the temptation of yep, Jesus in, in
0: the Jesus wilderness? beats the devil. So that's not like when he
1: dies in Well, he does that too so again he, because. So the,
0: he crushes the head of the serpent like all over the place. Well, it just
1: shows that he has the power <laughs> over the devil, is, is what this is. And then we'll see this throughout Mark. We're going to actually get it to it next week as well when there's a demon that uh, Jesus tosses out a with his words. Demon. Yes. And so he, it's, it's, it's this, in Mark, this very much this battle against Satan. And that is now he's shown his power. He's tempted by Satan and doesn't fall to it, which is different than Adam and Eve, right? Mm -hmm. Satan comes and talks to Adam and Eve and they go, oops, I believe the devil.
2: So (laughs) real quick before we continue, and maybe I'm off here, because you say Jesus continues defeating the devil, but it also says now after John was arrested. So in my mind... We have talked about the fact that Satan comes after you. Satan comes after those you love, um, especially when you're victorious. Mm -hmm. So there's part of me in my mind that when you were just talking there, I was wondering, did Satan go after John because Jesus defeated him?
1: So John is arrested, We're, and we'll this get this in chapter 6, Jesus. why is John arrested? But he's, he's, he's arrested because he's named sin mm-hmm. of Herod. And, yes. and so...
2: And I know it, he has to be taken out so that Jesus can finish doing what he's doing here uh, on and earth. That,
1: that's part of it. But, but, but at the same time, because John has been out there naming sin, in particular a ruler's sin, this doesn't get you friends in high places, Right. And so that's exactly what happened, but it's now Jesus is going to actually deal with all sin as well, which is at the heart of the devil's venture. And so it's part of, but we all actually, the way Jesus deals with sin is not by giving us opportunities to improve ourselves, but actually killing us and making us alive, creating us clean heart, oh God, renew a right spirit. So it's Mm -hmm. not going to be this progression of, oh, guess what? I just got the chance to stop sinning, which is going to be key to the text, which is why we said no free will at the very beginning as we were joking. But it's actually quite prominent (laughs) here, right? Yeah, And well, I mean, proclaiming
0: the good news of God. Well, what is the good news of God? Let's just see what Jesus says. Exactly. (laughs) Jesus says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Yep. So there's a lot to unpack
1: in one sentence
0: from yeah, Jesus. Right. Not
2: really. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is why you, know, you
1: sit there and say, well, this is a very short gospel, but there's a, obviously Mark always packs a lot into the gospel. And so the time is fulfilled again. That's actually kind of why, why now, right? It goes back to that time. Look what, what, what's been going on. Jesus is baptized. The Satan is not able to have victorious. Oh, my gosh. Everything that had been prophesied. Is here so it's not okay we're waiting for it still there's a future no the time is fulfilled there is no more future here it is here and this is what this is why Jesus says the kingdom of God has come near that is it's here now um, that word kingdom of God is often one we need to unpack because this is one that a lot of people are trying to figure out what is the kingdom of God and so this is where we distinctly in our Lutheran evangelical understanding of things is what is the kingdom of God? And this is where Luther is very helpful and specifically in his explanation, the small catechism on the Lord's Prayer. And so I'm just going to kind of give you a quick summary. Um, Luther says, the kingdom of God is where the word is being preached and believe and the Holy Spirit is given. Okay. So, this is God's kingdom, is when faith is made through the proclamation of the word. And what happens in faith? You trust God. When you trust God, you just fulfilled the first commandment. And so, that's why the kingdom of God now, it's not off in the distance, it's not a possibility, it's not potential, it's here. Why? Jesus just showed up preaching the the good news has showed up exactly yeah Yeah. right and so it's because of the key proclaiming the good news so jesus is giving a sermon saying so this is how god brings his kingdom into the world which is why luther says that kingdom of god is where jesus is speaking the news what's the news well it's not the old news the old news is what the law and prophets was promising and also the law that's old news now, this is the good news. It's almost like Martin Luther was actually just using scripture.
0: Yeah, you know, Reading it's it's not like he just uh, pulled yeah, this out of exactly. thin air not? here. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus proclaiming good news. What <laughs> is good news? kingdom of God has come near. What does that mean? It means preaching. Mm-hmm. That yep.
1: Jesus is preaching. It's
2: pretty There's circular. So much <laughs> to dispute there. Right. It's, it's circular, <laughs> but
1: note also the key here is the tense form, of the verb. It's not a future, it's present oh, tense.
2: Oh, that's true. Yep.
1: It's present tense. It's happening now. Happening now. In your ears, and that, I think that's
0: important too, because a lot of people assume Kingdom of God is heaven, Right. Which yes. they're like, okay, well, 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 and well they I'll think go to heaven, heaven is after we future. die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, but it's like Kingdom of God is now. It's yep. when you're hearing this word right. right now.
1: Yep, exactly.
3: The I I don't know the right word to say. I, I, I it happens tend to me to, a lot. You're <laughs> fine. <laughs> I, I tend to struggle or, or have in the past, especially prior to know, listening to the podcast and getting into this, the the repent. Yes. And this kind of in the same conversation that we left last week about right. follow me and the the action of well, well what do I need to do? Because it, it tells me here repent and that's right. a verb and so I, I view it as, you know, there's there's something that has to be done or I, I should do something different or take some sort of action. Um, yep. but I, I know that's not the intent of the or, or the the right translation of the word in in my head.
1: Well, it, it is the right translation, and it, it is. And believe it or not, something has to be done. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, who's the one doing it? That's yeah. what you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is something is has to be done. In fact, Jesus is saying something is has to be done. It's called repentance. Mm-hmm. So the Greek word here is metanoia, which is to have your mind changed. So you were talking about even actually um, when you were what you said called Mm -hmm. convicted to be a chiropractor and your mind wasn't ever changed. Right. Right. But you, and it wasn't really your choice to change your mind. It was like, this is what I'm going to do, period. And you don't even know how it came about. Mm -hmm. That's being repented from the outside. You see what happens is keep in mind the time is fulfilled this is a sermon by the way, Jesus is speaking (laughs) to you from the outside. They aren't deciding that this is what Jesus is gonna say. Jesus is delivering something, the kingdom of God has come near. When you realize Christ is here, kingdom of God is here, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it changes your understanding of what is. It's no longer future, it's no longer possibility, and it's in a sermon, not in this great cataclysmic event that we saw waves and fire. And No, it's in this guy out in the middle of mm-hmm. preaching. And so that actually changes your mind. Your mind is changed from what you were thinking before. And so it is always a surprise, but it's being done to you, not a choice. Because none of us choose to change our mind. It's, a, it's, it's always a folly. To have people say have an open mind about things, Hmm. you you actually can't. You can't convince yourself you're wrong, right? Hmm. (laughs) Right, right. You were yeah, convinced, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, I
2: really wanted to say something. Go ahead. To... I know it was a joke. That's mean to you.
1: Okay. So well,
2: I don't want. To. <laughs> I yeah, gonna... because I don't have an open mind. <laughs> exactly. I knew. I knew exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, Croghan. Of course, you said you can't have it because that's the way you work, Croghan. But but you actually, of course, you never think you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's the, but that's the thing is you can't actually believe you're wrong until somebody else. Demonstrate to you're wrong. So if you're having an argument with somebody, it's um, not like you can be open to their argument until it's they've like you actually,
2: try. No, you can't. No, you even
1: can't try, try either. either. Yeah.
2: I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
1: always know that you're wrong. So
2: yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: but, but you see, this is why it's like, you know, don't you see my perspective? No.
2: No, I see my perspective. Yeah. It's like, it's like trying to <laughs> tell trying somebody. I'm trying to open you up to yeah, my perspective. Yeah, but
1: that's, that's the only way. So it's, it's just, it's that simple. So Jesus repents us by literally giving us himself as opposed to ourselves and our opinion.
2: Okay, so the repent is basically done unto you. The next part of that, believe in the good news. Well, and is,
1: believe. That so sounds that point, like I'm,
2: it's something where we can be the active so, player.
1: So, yes, repent and believe. Pistis is the word. And the word in Greek means believe. It also means faith. Okay, so we're like, okay, I decide to believe. I decide to have faith. It also means the word trust. Synonymous. You can, you can tr- translate it all three. And so this is what I've trust always...
2: Trust in the good news.
1: Yeah, trust okay. in Jesus and God. Do you decide to trust somebody? No. Right. Be, I mean, As the, you've demonstrated. With water balloons. You yeah. Know? This is my great water balloon thing. You don't decide to trust somebody because they're holding water balloons. You know what water balloons are for. You go, nope, they're for throwing. <laughs> but then if I, if, yeah, I mean, you, you're just like, oh, no, because that's what we do with water balloons.
2: Yeah, but if you haven't thrown one at me yet, I trust you. Yeah, until. Then uh, once yeah. you do throw one at me.
1: You're like, and I, I'm the one that changed your trust. Yeah. You know? So, that's the key when you even see the word believe. So, Jesus is preaching, kingdom of God has come near, repent, that is to say, your mind is no longer where it used to be, and now, because your mind's no longer where it used to be, you believe what God promised as opposed to what you thought should be. So, it's actually, again, and note, this is why it's going to be the call, calling now is the next piece. So, um, let
0: me just, in live, live time, try to paraphrase Jesus' sermon in different words yeah. that we just defined. Go. So, Jesus, in his sermon, said, the everything that was prophesied in the Old Testament has happened. Yep. I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And the kingdom of God has come near, meaning that I'm everywhere that now. I'm speaking mm-hmm. is the kingdom of God. Yep. You're now hearing me speak. Uh-huh. And everywhere... That uh, my words are being used in, in future churches. That's me speaking too. Yep. And repent, meaning change your mind, but you can't change your mind yourself. Yep. Have your mind changed. <laughs> Have your mind changed by somebody providing new information, AKA me. Mm-hmm. And believe in the good news, meaning trust, which you also
1: can't do. Yep. Because I'm putting that <laughs> word in you. Exactly. And what is the word I'm putting in you? Good news. Yeah, there you go. and the sermon. Yeah, but but the (laughs) thing about it is, think about it. (laughs) News is always new to you. Okay, old news is actually not
2: something new to you.
1: It's like, I knew that. Yeah. Believe in the good news. This is going to be actually a changing of your mind because you thought the world is hell in a handbasket. You Mm -hmm. thought there's things I have to do to get in the favor of God. You thought he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. He's not here yet. We have to wait. No, no. The good news is it's all being done now. God is for you. And this is what we're going to get to as we now Jesus goes along and starts calling people.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's just like a really nice way to phrase that because it's like a lot of people come to church or you flip this podcast on and you're you feel heavy, you feel guilty, you feel you haven't done enough. And you suddenly <laughs> uh-huh. you hear hear me read this in the opening thing to say, repent and believe. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't like, how That's am I supposed thing to do to get, that? Right. And now and it's like, nope, good news. <laughs> That's being done to you. <laughs> Kingdom of God is now in your heart. Thank yep. you.
3: And <laughs> exactly. having your mind changed in that context, I mean, very practically changes how I read and interpret this. Because exactly. I've, I've read it prior to go... Okay, and and even as we get further into the text, you'll see there's there's more of that to come. To go, I can completely walk away from this with a different,
1: yeah. you yep, know, a set different of, ears, yeah, yep. yeah, exactly.
2: Okay, so continuing on, as Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said to them, "Follow me, and I will make you fish for people." Mm-hmm. So. We've kind of we've kind of talked about this in the past mm-hmm. in different um, in different ways, but uh, Simon and Andrew already had. And correct me if I'm wrong; mm-hmm. I probably am, but it seems like they already had a vocation, mm-hmm. and that was being fishermen. And now Jesus stopped them, called them, and basically flipped it around, said, "No, that's not your vocation anymore. Right? This is." Right. This is your vocation.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. Note Simon and his brother Andrew aren't, and you kind of heard this last week, aren't out there seeking. They're just doing their daily tasks. That's true. And they're just fishing. I mean, and it's not sport. It's what they needed to do. Mm
2: -hmm. This is how
1: they're going to get their living. They are literally fending for their daily bread, out there fishing, which is a key piece, casting a net into the sea. So, they're just daily workers they're not special they're not highly educated they're not sitting in the temple studying they are just day-to-day persons like being a chiropractor perhaps you know mm-hmm. just doing work he's uh Cole, <laughs> crack, well, this is, Cole, Cole might he was a chiropractor well, all of a sudden Cole's mind might get changed here one of these days we'll see and he might end up back at seminary and kind of like I told him back when he was in college but so anyway yeah Cole's chuckling because he's like <laughs> <you're laughs>
2: this is a plug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but this cold knows I've been picking on him for seminary f- from the day one. <laughs> and,
3: and now in this, not, not to defer the question, uh-huh. as I read this now in that, in the, the lens of the new mindset, when, when Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fish for people. yeah, um, We were talking about all of us have kids and it, now I, I go to, when I tell my children, you know, I will make you clean the basement. they <laughs> There is no, you know, volitional choice there. Right. I mean, it, it is getting done one way or another, um, but that, that just, just hit me now to go, okay, now I see that because of how yeah. I interpreted 15 and, and now 17.
1: Well, um, and the, the other thing that I think is really kind of fun to work with, and I, this is this is what I would probably play with if I were to be preaching on this on this Sunday, is I'd use the word net and go, I'd use that as, I'd riff off of the word net. Because nets, you're not enticing somebody with a net. Right?
2: That's true. Yeah. Whereas,
1: you know, bait, you know, if you're fishing with a hook, you're trying to tice them to choose, you know, bite it. No, no. Jesus uses nets. <laughs> <laughs> he drags you through this. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, this is not, yeah. fish aren't going, oh, that'd be cool to go sleep in that net. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I want to, ch- no, this is casting nets. So they were used to capturing things because the net captures you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is no free choice in being captured by a net. Yeah. Right?
2: Well, so uh, I'll pick up here yeah. real quick while you're... Th- I, might, I might need
3: a net to help <laughs> to clean the basement. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're endorsing <laughs> Not that. Not the bait, that, just the net. Yeah, yeah. that would help. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so it says, and immediately they uh, immediately they left their nets and followed him.
0: Yep. Well, I, I think the natural question is, and, and Cole, you alluded to this last week, was Jesus said to them, follow me. Is can you choose to follow Jesus? I mean, that's a common trope across Christianity. That Mm -hmm. today is the day I'm giving giving my life to to Jesus. I'm I'm deciding to follow him.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Can you decide to follow Jesus? Yeah. And you used a use a good word there, trope, because a trope changes actually the meaning of a text, uh, or at least assumes that you're because it assumes you had a choice in this way. Trope is as tropes you have to decide to do something. It's a great word to use to say, what are we doing with follow me? Now, keep in mind that what Jesus has said is he's already changing you with his words. So when he says, follow me, he is not giving options. He is actually giving a command.
2: Okay. Yeah. And so
1: this, call is kind of what with your kids.
2: Clean your basement.
1: You're giving a command. You're not giving them an option. You know, you are literally pinning them down. And then he says, I'm going to make you literally grab people, fish for people. But the key here is to the immediately then. So as to kind of cinch it up, they weren't sitting there pondering, should I or shouldn't I? That's where that immediately is key. Immediately, because he said it, it happened. Hmm. So there's not a deliberation, not like you said, sense of volition or free choice or anything like that. It's happening. And we're going to see this throughout the Mark as we go through this this year. Throughout Mark, Jesus will say stuff, come out or get up or those kind of words. And Mark always says, and immediately it happened. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is, again, what we've talked about in the past. When Jesus speaks, it happens. Immediately it happened.
3: And and I think, too, and not to get too far off, but... We hypothesize about this: of was there a choice or not? But I mean, I would argue in this context. I mean, if Jesus walks through the door right now and says, "Follow me," I mean, I don't know who in in any mindset or set of beliefs or whatever is not just. I mean, I, there is no choice. Yeah, yeah. There. Whether you know, you don't know. I mean, something like that in this context happening.
1: When it's, God it's speaks, done. He, he's yeah. not giving you options. Yeah, I mean, this is that's which is exactly right. Which, by the way, Jesus is walking through the door in your hearing. This is precisely why the good news, the time is fulfilled in the preaching, not in the seeing. It's in their oh, that's hearing. True. Yep. Not in that they, You know, I mean, yeah, you're right. Jesus walked through the door, but he he said, follow me. If he walked through He's the door today. this
3: net. Yeah. Or and this wall he, this yeah, right here. And he says, he follow me. It's,
1: yeah. it's gonna, because he says it to you, because he preaches to you, because he calls you by name. Not because, you know, because there's a lot of people he's not calling by name throughout the Gospels. Yeah. And that's where we get to that sheeps and goats. And he says to people, yeah, I didn't come for you. I came for the lost sheep of Israel. You know, so he has words that he speaks to different people. And that's
0: the, the beautiful part of this is that.
1: Yes, this happened to Simon and, and Andrew in, in this
0: exact moment, mm-hmm. but this is happening in, in your church yeah. in, when you're listening to this podcast. it's you, You're hearing the... You don't decide to hear these words. You, no. you can't control what I'm saying in, in your, your earbuds right now. But right. when the good news is proclaimed, when Jesus is actually grabbing hold of you, you immediately yep. be- either believe it or you don't. Because yep. that is the moment of election. Yep, That, boom, you are repented. Now you believe, now you have the good news.
1: Yep. And immediately they left their nets. They left their livelihood. They left what they had been doing, their full identity, right? They were fishermen. This is what we do. We Mm -hmm. grew up in this town. Here we are. This is our identity. We grew up in this synagogue, blah, blah, blah. They immediately, they left and followed him.
2: Well, and the rest of this text mirrors the same exact thing. So a little further, he saw it. James' son Zebedee and his brother John, they were mending the nets. Mm -hmm. He called them. They left their father Mm -hmm. and in the boat with the hired men and followed him.
1: Yeah. So so all of them
2: literally left the people they loved, the things they loved and did and went with. It is a lot. This reminds me a lot of Saul. Mm Mm-hmm. When he was apocalypsed by God. Yep. And.
1: Boom. He has a new yes. name, a new identity. And he says, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. hmm Yep. Exactly. This is exactly what's happening when, when Jesus shows up and he repents you. And you follow him. Now, this is a key thing, um, is to be a disciple. Because this is, this is, a lot of people use this as the discipleship text, right? Yeah. To be a disciple is not to choose It's to be drug out by Jesus in a net, right? It's to be captured by Jesus, okay? This is why we say you have a captive will. You have a bound will because Jesus captures his disciples, not gives them choices. And again, I'm not making this a theological argument. I'm just saying, look at the text. He captured them. When you follow, it's because you' being drugged by through Jesus' net, you are picking up your cross and following him. These are keys, but you're right. The interesting thing also on they left everything, especially on this last part, with the, their father Zebedee.
2: It's so sad.: It's sad, yeah.
1: but guess what? What are they what commandment are they breaking?
2: Uh the father and mother.
1: Fourth commandment.:
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, <gasps> you mean Jesus? actually caused them not to honor their father and mother, the gospel trumped the law. You have the first commandment beating out the fourth commandment. Ugh. Isn't that amazing? Sure. <laughs> I mean, but, but this is... Not it,
2: to the father.
1: But the father, yeah, but you see, that's the thing is, no longer was the law their guide or identity. They were repented. Yeah. They had their mind changed. We're no longer like subject to the wrath and command of God. We now have good news, the gospel of God that we are following, which means we now have Christ present, the word of life. Thanks be to God. And on
0: that note, We've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Dr. Chris Krogan for teaching us that when Jesus preached, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The time is fulfilled. Everything promised in the Old Testament has happened. The kingdom of God has come near. Jesus, the word has arrived. And whenever his word is preached, there the kingdom of God is also. Repent and believe are both actions that you don't have the power to do yourself. They're done unto you. When your mind is changed, you believe what God has promised. In the end, Dr. Krogan focuses on the word net, with Jesus calling Simon and Andrew. Unlike using bait, you're not enticing someone with a net. To be Jesus' disciple means you don't choose to follow him you're captured in his net. I also want to say a big thank you to Cole Snyder for joining us on this episode and in the episodes to come the rest of January. I'm grateful for his voice, his perspective and the way the Holy spirit is working in his life. And I'm excited for you to get the chance to get to know him. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember you're captured in his net. We'll see you next time on Scripture first.